Welcome to More Math for More People, Episode 2. It's May 18th, 2021. Enjoy! Hello, I'm Joel. And I'm Misty. And this is More Math for More People, brought to you by CPM Educational Program. This podcast supports middle and high school teachers with best practices, relevant research, helpful hints and tips, and anything else that randomly comes to our minds. We hope you find this podcast both entertaining and informative for your math teaching practice. Boom. So today is the... um, it's the National No Dirty Dishes Day, and I'd love to talk about that with you today, but I think we should use a study team and teaching strategy to do that. Excellent. What is a so study what team are, and teaching strategy? I was just going to ask you. Oh. <laughs> well, okay. I think I know. So okay. study team and teaching strategies. So one of the things that we know is true for kids is that putting them in rows and the teacher just talking at the front of the, ta- of the room is not effective teaching. However, if we just take kids and we put them into groups of four and just say work, learn, then that is also not necessarily very effective. Feels like the same thing. Yeah, exactly. So study team and teaching strategies are various uh, strategies, various sorts of um, things you can teach kids. You can help to help them structure conversations, to help change the way the conversations to hap- are happening, to change uh the flow of information in the classroom to share out information. So uh, we, but these are really embedded into the CPM curriculum to help really get at that collaborative learning piece, the problem-based learning and the mixed-based practice. So they're called study team and teaching strategies. Sometimes we call them STTSs for short. And today to talk about our national no dirty dishes day, uh, we're going to use a dyad. So Joel, what's a dyad? So, a dyad. So the purpose of the dyad is to have students being able to reason, explain, problem solve in a short amount of time, but they don't get interrupted. They just get to say their piece. So it's not even a discussion. One person's going to talk at a time and the other person can only listen, which is pretty hard. <laughs> so just sit there and yeah, listen sometimes. It sounds really hard. I can't stop talking. Kind of the body language around it is you have to make eye contact. And you have to have that positive body language so that you get the most out of each conversation. Okay. So we're going to demo a dyad about National No Dirty Dishes Day. That's right. Okay. Who's going to go first? You're going to go first. Okay. Are you going to time me for a minute? I'm going to time you for one minute. Will you go ding when it's the end of the minute? I'll even go ding. Okay. (laughs) Uh, I think think what I'd like to hear our discussion be around... Mm -hmm is why do you think there is a national no dirty dishes day? Okay. Is it time? I, am I ready to start? You are ready to go now. Why do I think there is a national no dirty dishes day? Well, first of all, it's very hard to say. So that's probably not a good reason. Uh, maybe at some point there was two, maybe, oh, maybe it was started by the paper plate companies. And they decided in order to not have dirty dishes, people should use more paper plates. 
and they could sell more paper plates. So they made a national day. And then people were like, well, I don't want to have to just wash all the dishes. So they use paper plates instead. That is why I think there might be a national dirty, no dirty dishes day because the United States is a very consumer oriented uh, country. Is that my minute yet? Do I have to keep talking? Apparently I need to keep talking. You have not said ding. Uh, And now uh, maybe also paper napkins. Oh, good. I'm glad that was the thing. There's, there's your buzzer. Okay. All right. Okay. Your turn. So now it's, it's my turn. Good job. Good job listening without talking. That, that was very difficult, actually. That was not easy to do. Okay. <laughs> but I'm going to start right now. So I think the National No Dirty Dishes Day exists because of parents. And I think that they, um, in maybe the frustration of having their children wash the dishes or maybe in having to do it themselves have invented this day so that they can have a clean moment. And then some other thoughts I had are that um, maybe you want to invite some people over and you don't want to have that sink full of dishes because I know, I know for me that can happen. Definitely. Um, it could be about, uh, feng shui and just getting your life in order and in balance and things like that. It could also just be that opportunity. If you don't go out often, maybe you just want to dine out. And so this is your excuse. We're not having dishes. We're going to go eat out. Then they'd probably call it national opportunity to eat out day, which there probably is one. We'll have to look for that in the future. And I don't know what my time is right now. <laughs> Did you not start your timer? Well, I was looking, but I forgot. So there we Excellent. go. Excellent. You're off the hook. Timer's up. Very nice. Thank you for doing that dyad with me, Joel. <laughs> Thank you. Do we really, do we know what the real reason is? Not that it matters in the dyad, but I'm curious. Do we know what the real reason is? They don't. They don't know why it started the, or the who started it. who yes, made all the national days. Exactly. It's thought of maybe as rejoicing a lighter workload or clear your space or things like that. So we just we did a dyad about World No Dirty Dishes Day, which is not a math topic. So Joel Let's give some examples of how teachers could use this in their classroom to do a dyad. I think uh, that teachers can really use this in their classroom very quickly to just formatively assess sort of where their students are at by listening to the discussions. But it's a really quick way to have students express their thoughts and hear some thoughts. And what I really love about it is that it brings uh, to the table that students are participating. Students are also listening, engaging in a variety of ways. And I feel that dyads are really like extra safe as far as feelings go. So they could use it, just let me paraphrase, they could use it like talk about a particular math topic and take two turns kind of talking. Yes. I think another way uh, that I've thought of using it is uh, sometimes there's something going on um, that's from outside the classroom, right? Something in the world or the news or in the school and kids are feeling really distracted or 
engaged with that. And sometimes I know as teachers, we want them to just like put it away, right? We don't want to talk about that right now or deal with that. But kids need to get that out. Kids need to just have a, a chance to express it. And so that might also be an opportunity to use it to, all right, you have a chance here to talk about it and then take a turn and talk about it. And then that helps kids kind of get through some of that, um, what's in the, what's right in front of them so that then they can maybe focus more on the math beyond that. So there's, so it's different ways of helping to build some relationships or some class culture as well as focusing on the math. So listeners may know that CPM is a nonprofit organization, and our mission to is, is to empower math students and teachers with our curriculum, professional development, and leadership. And part of that mission, professional development is included as part of every curriculum purchase. Exactly. So we know that change takes time and it's challenging, and we want to support teachers in that process of changing the way that they teach and improving student learning. And because that takes time, this is more than just attending a one or two day workshop and then going back to your classroom. Absolutely. The kinds of transformative changes that we hope teachers will make take time and support. And that's where the Foundations for Implementation series comes in. It's the very first learning experience for most teachers when they begin using CPM curriculum. There are other learning experiences that these teachers can participate in as they become more familiar with the program. Foundations for Implementation, however, is the starting point. And the Foundations for Implementation series includes four elements to support teachers in their first one to two years of teaching with CPM. And the elements are spread over that time to allow teachers to gradually add to their practice as they work to transform the classroom, to be more student-centered and incorporate the three pillars of CPM research, which are the collaborative learning pillar, the problem-based learning pillar, and the mixed-based practice pillar. So there's a lot to learn just like students and you can't learn it all at one time. So true. The so the first element in this series are the synchronous learning events. So these can be done we have options of how to do these. You can do it virtually through the professional learning portal or in person really either residential or selected regional offerings. These learning events have a workshop format. So teachers Apologies, we are having some technical difficulties, and Joel and I have exceeded our verbal explanation limitation for this podcast. We will pick up the show at our next segment, where Joel and I do a role play. So Misty, that just seems like a lot. It's a lot. It just took and us I like can see. five minutes to explain it, right? <laughs> yes, and I can see how that might take teachers some time to do all of that stuff. And just to be clear... Mm-hmm. I'm hoping that we could maybe walk through this all as maybe like a little bit of a role play. Yeah. And I'll I'll be the actual teacher who needs some CPM training. Would that be okay? Yeah, cool. So you can be Mr. Miller, a new to CPM teacher, and I'll be uh, Ms. CPM, and I'll answer your questions, okay? I, I think role plays are great and they're fun. When I would do it with my students, I always let them wear a costume so that they could really get into character. So do you mind if I put on a hat and some snazzy sunglasses? I don't mind at all. That sounds absolutely awesome. And I'm going to go ahead and get my red tracksuit on, wear that fake mustache. So I'll be right back. Okay. (laughs) 
Here we go. So, uh, Misty, I mean, Miss CPM, I need a little CPM training and I'm, I'm a little confused. So how do I actually get started in the process? Well, Joel, I, I mean, Mr. Miller, I'm so glad you asked me. The starting place is a website, professionallearning.cpm.org slash events. That is our registration site where you can find a virtual learning cohort series to sign up for. There are three different cohort options each week from June through the end of August. Or you can locate one of the in-person regional events scheduled near you and sign up for that. These learning events are complimentary as part of your adoption and purchase of CPM curriculum. And they, there are filter and sort options at the events page so that you can see all of the events that are currently available to you. So, okay. So I just went to professionallearning.cpm.org backslash events. I just signed up for a learning event and I'm going to choose a regional event in Wisconsin. And that looks like it's going to be happening in the first week of August. And as long as I register, I'm done, right? No. So remember, there are four elements and you've only selected one so far. So when you sign up for that event, you will either need to already have or create a CPM account. And that's usually your school email that you use to access your ebooks. So you've got that. And when you register for any Foundations for Implementation learning event in the portal, whether in person or virtual, you will also be automatically registered into a couple of things. First, you'll be enrolled into the Introductions to Foundations module, which is the initial module where everyone will start. You will also be enrolled into all five of the instructional modules that you need. Only the Introduction to Foundations module needs to be completed before you start your learning events, as it will help give you some background information and a big picture view of the whole series. All of these modules and your learning events will show up in your dashboard in the Professional Learning Portal. Right. So... Uh, let's see, just to be clear, I've picked my learning event and I get the introduction to foundations and the five instructional modules all at the same time. Correct. And so now I should try and do the introduction to foundations module before my learning events start. And now I'm ready. Not quite. I know there's one more thing you need to do in the professional learning portal. You need to enroll into the series of content modules for the course or courses that you will teach. Remember, those will help you to get a handle on the mathematics for your course and how students will interact with it in their teams. Oh, man. How am I going to do that? Well, it's very easy. When you sign up for your learning event, you'll get an email confirmation. If you look in that email and read it, there will be a link to the part of the professional learning portal where you can select your course. And when you select your course, you will automatically be enrolled into all of the content modules for that course. There's a content module for each chapter. You might only see the content modules for chapters one and two initially. We try to stagger their release so that they're available ahead of the time that teachers will need them and they're not overwhelmed by so many things. So as they're open, they'll be added to your dashboard. Again, these look at the math in each of the chapters so that we hope that you do at least the first two chapters or content modules before school begins and then do the others sometime before you start planning for each chapter throughout the year. Oh my gosh. So let me just see if I got this. It's, this sounds amazing. But if I sign up for a learning event, either in person or virtual, I'm going to Wisconsin in August, then I'm going to automatically get that introduction to foundations and the instructional modules on my dashboard. Mm -hmm. And then finally, 
At the end, I just need to use the link in that confirmation email to sign up for the content modules for the correct course. Is that right? That is the entire thing. Good job. That sounds like a lot. Well, remember, you don't need to do all of the work in the first year. Sometimes teachers take one to two years to complete all of the work, especially the content modules and the instructional modules, because mastery takes time and effort for students and for you, Joel. I mean, Mr. Miller. Misty, I mean, Miss CPM, that just sounds awesome. And so, but just one thing, weren't there four things? Oh, you're right. I'm glad you thought of that. There is one more thing, implementation support visits. For those one of the members of the professional learning team will reach out to you or someone from your school to schedule those with you, either as an in-person or virtual support visit if needed. Cool. And then what if I get confused if no one reaches out to me? What should I do? Well, you can always contact your regional professional learning coordinator for your region. That's on the cpm.org website, and you can find their name and email addresses there with an interactive map. Thanks, Misty. I mean, Miss CPM. I think I understand what I need to do, and I'm so glad I have someone to reach out to if I forget later on. You're welcome, Joel. I mean, Mr. Miller. I'm glad that we talked. Have an excellent day. That was an awesome role play, and thanks for doing that. Well, of course. Role plays are always fun. They are. And we hope that that's been helpful for understanding the professional learning opportunities for this summer as part of the Foundations for Implementation series. And as Misty... I mean, Ms. CPM said, if you have questions or need support, please do contact your regional professional learning coordinator, or you can always send an email to support at cpm.org. Thank you. For more information and to stay connected with CPM happenings, you can find CPM on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Our intro music is one of the very talented contributions that you can find on pixabay.com. Thank you, Julius H., for your creation. Join us for the next episode of More Math for More People. What day will that be, Joel? It'll be World Milk Day, and we'll talk about the professional learning portal and have John Hayes as our guest to tell us why we should invest in our own PD. And you know, that reminds me, World Milk Day. I used to be a pasteurizer, and I used to learn how to make sour cream and buttermilk.